What's going on, everybody? I'm Marlon. And I'm Marie. And we're back again with another episode of On Our Radar. Hope you've been good so far. Or bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. But bad in a good way. Bad like the April Fool's way? Because it was just April Fool's Day? Is that uh, what you're interpreting? Sure. All right. Any Anyone who <laughs> celebrated? People do. People do do that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, did I mean I had one particular teacher in grade school that like did an April Fool's joke on us. Really? Yeah. Okay. And actually, yeah, I do feel like, yeah, I do remember one year that was like a big joke, mm. and the years prior or and before they each teacher did try to do something. Really? If the day fell on a yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I remember that. Well, I definitely, that, I definitely that fell was... for April Fool's joke. Oh, tell me. Yes, I did. I was that person that was looking up at the night sky thinking the Northern Lights was going to be over New York City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I 100% did that. 100%. Mm. I literally was looking up like, yeah, no, no. And I knew there was a 50-50 shot. Yeah. But I still had that little grimmer of hope. childlike hope. I was just like, yo, if that were to be real, that would be fucking dope. Also, but no. I feel like there was a time years ago you mean back you when see, new york was not new york no when you could see something but you had to have a mic um a, a telescope uh, but i'm not sure if it was northern it was some type of lights but oh. it wasn't like 43 years ago because i remember it and i'm not that old got you got you well yes so I that's did. why i was believing it too yeah i i looked that. up at the night sky and i was just like do we have a little no no speaking of no? looking up at the night sky we definitely need to crack out that telescope i told first of all yes you you cannot dictate uh-huh when i use my gift uh-huh so the fact that you are telling me uh-huh that i must use my gift soon is making me think that you think i'm not gonna use my gift no no i just reminding you yeah that was like the third reminder within two weeks whoops I want to look at the night sky. I understand you want to look at the night sky. Has the sky been nightly looking ready? Even though that sentence didn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. It's been mad it's been overcast. Cold. It's been mad. Yeah. Today it's been mad overcast. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to see this shit uninterrupted. So I know it's coming. It's literally coming like next weekend. Okay. Okay. So okay. if it's nice and I'm sitting out there, I'm just mm-hmm. going to, you know, see if I can see some aliens. Yes. And tell them, stay away, stay away. <laughs> this whole planet is trash. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Switching the gears immediately. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Hope you've been having a good one so far. As always, this season has been focused on relationships. So we do have a couple of things to tap in on, as well as giving you the latest thoughts and feelings of <laughs> ready to love put a ring on it mm-hmm. and we we uh we still got sex love and goop going on we're, we're taking our time with that one we just yes. finished watching a recent episode um we we have a lot to share on that so but before we get into that business as always we are trying to promote within the episode all of our business that we are you know just sharing and 
promoting and just keeping uplifting because you know these guys out here that we follow are doing great work in their particular fields and we always wanted to give them their shine so this week we are going to give a shine to imju jones we've spoken about him before he is a professor of positivity and he is just out there to share love and light and keep you guys uplifted and motivated and trust me he does a great job doing that he really reaches out to community he works with so many different organizations and schools to kind of promote that lifestyle and keep it light and love um so if you are interested to get your daily fix follow i am ju jones on instagram we will promote him this week so you can see that fresh page he does daily positivity affirmations he works well in that field and trust me sometimes we look at it and i'm just like yeah thanks you never know when you're going to need a little bit of a positive boost and sometimes it just taps in at the right moment and he definitely knows that so i am ju jones the professor of positivity keep him in your feed and keep him in your dms because trust me he will send you something and just give you some tips and tricks so it's a great deal okay so today's topic yes today's topic is figuring out marriage without marriage examples yeah um after the intimacy sex conversation last episode uh, maria and i kind of sat down and really discussed what that breakdown was for us to even record that and how we felt after and it really taught kind of shifted our our state of like you know this level was never really taught to us right you know we had to figure it out our own way and kind of have the talk but not really have the talk and i know for a lot of you out there your whole introduction to sex and talk with your parents probably wasn't as smooth and yeah, you probably were just true. like or you probably didn't have it at all yes yeah, and they were it was more of like don't come home with no babies mm-hmm. that that really what it boils down to and that trickled into a, a a deeper conversation of what examples of love and intimacy and even marriage do we have those points and it's not to say that even if you're coming from a single parent household did those types of conversations really go down mm-hmm. and you know it can be from people that have had long you know two parents in the home and that just conversation never really came up it was more like look at the examples or kind of do what i say not what i do situation so when yeah when we kind of started to go down that road we both looked at ourselves and said did we have those types of conversations about relationships with our parents yes and no you know there were some basic tips that you know we got but when it came down to the meat and bones of going into your first relationship, what mm-hmm. that really was like, and you know, when you start to get older and more serious in a relationship, right. what that looks like, and you know, not to say that you're not gonna find your own way, but just a little, like a little preview, a little, a little roadmap, guidance. yeah, a little guidance. Could have helped. You know, <laughs> it could have helped. It could have helped. In a lot of situations, it could have helped. Um, and I, I know, I'm only speaking to my side of things. You know, I definitely didn't handle my earlier relationships the best. And I've admitted that openly on this show that I ghosted people and I gave poor excuses to end relationships. And it was a lot of just like me not feeling confident enough or ready enough to openly say, hey, this is what's in the relationship that I'm not getting. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to continue it with you because I'm not receiving it. And ultimately, I wasn't even ready to say I wanted to work on it with you. I just didn't 
I don't want to be with you anymore. And I should be open enough to say that and just deal with the fallback as it is. Okay. <laughs> well, let's also remind you that you were very young. Yeah. And um, immature. Yeah. And, and I, so, like, you did the best that you could do with this with each situation that you were in mm -hmm. with the tools that you had at the time right not to poo poo you too much well or i mean me I, I mean i mean i've also been i've definitely ghosted somebody underneath the guidance of someone else who was just like oh just do this mm. and looking back i okay two things mm -hmm. one i don't think we weren't technically in a relationship. Well, were you in a relationship when you go to the I, yeah, I was. That was your boyfriend. I, I, that was your girlfriend. Yeah, I was definitely in a relationship. Ooh, that's yeah, sad, that, see, that's because I was. <laughs> see, that's I the thing. Like I was the thing. That was. I'm being Ooh, very serious. This was. This was in the the twenties where you should know better. No, no, I, I don't, no. I I'm think... being serious. I'm not trying to like shortchange that I had an immature sense, but come on, it's common enough to be like, hey. Give, yeah, give, yeah something. give something. Give something. I mean, we were in a relationship for a close to almost 10 months. Okay. So that yeah, there's that some levity to up. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was some levity okay. to it. Okay. So I yeah. didn't handle that well. No. 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 You know, okay, so, mine was much shorter. Yeah. So I felt a little bit less bad about ghosting a person. Okay, I'll tell you real quick. Okay. They went on vacation with their family. Oh. Okay. And so when they came back, I just like... That was answer. it. <laughs> that was it. I didn't that was answer it. anything you else. Just fell into the background. I just, I just disappeared. <laughs> oh, all right. I thought that was the best thing because it was like we were gearing. We were almost at the three month mark. Okay. And I wasn't even just dating him. Right. Like we were dating, you know. And yeah. then he, he, he had said that he wanted to become more serious, and I was just like, ooh. And I openly said, I said to him, I'm Jeez. like, I'm really not ready for that. Right. And I just got out of a relationship. I kind of just want to play a full field right now. Yeah. So at least at that point in time, I was more vocal. Mm -hmm. I will say my first relationship, I was just really, I'm a very relaxed, flexible person. Yes. And I was perhaps way too relaxed and flexible with this person because I let a lot of stuff go oh. knowing in my head and uh -huh. in my heart that I'm in a relationship with him, mm -hmm. but this is only going to be a relationship. It's not going to go any further. Yeah. So things that he did that annoyed me or I didn't think were right or whatever, yeah. I just thought, well, you know, I didn't really care because this was just going to be my boyfriend and it was yeah. never going to be much more serious than that. Yeah. You know, and I sort of kind of mentioned, like, let him know that too. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah, but perhaps <laughs> I didn't do a great job at it. Looking we, back now. Well, yeah, definitely. I, I, I perhaps should have been more. Yeah, yeah. should have said. I, it and more, I, and I, I get that. We always, you know, after the fact and the time for reflection, yeah. we're like, damn, I could have handled that much I better. I could handle it better. I could have but... handled it better. And that really circles back to the main point of what examples do Sorry. we, you know, tap in that we can use to better ourselves. And it's only just a learning with time and making your mistakes, and b pulling what you want to pull to say, I like that. I want that. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll start off okay. as the, the levels of examples that I use first and foremost were TV. Yes. You know, that was kind of just, you know, That's what I use because 
unfortunately I was in a single parent home and those weren't any strong examples. Not to say that there was not love in the home, no. but when it came down to those levels of intimacy, I didn't have that product. And what, when it came down to seeing examples of that product in my home, it wasn't always the best. So I had to kind of figure out what I wanted and TV was the first thing. Yeah. So I am looking like at different examples and you know watching shows and seeing how people were to swoon at each other and kind of chase each other and having that example kind of fueled me to say oh i like that i like the way that looks i i think i i would want that and try to mirror those examples now again naivete is naivete and <laughs> yeah, trying absolutely. to mimic something in the way someone approaches a woman on tv to real life does not work we are not, you know, doing a Chris Brown dance on the sidewalk trying to woo somebody, pop locking. It doesn't work that it does way. Not no, work. that no, doesn't no, work that no, way. No. So I definitely had to, you know, edit myself and say, okay, maybe how can I use this in the real yes, world? Yes, take this and make it more realistic. And make it more realistic. <laughs> and it, it, it worked in some cases. It definitely didn't work in other cases. But I had to start to you know, pick apart. And then also, I was using those around me who were in relationships and just seeing how they were in public spaces and how it worked for them and saying, okay, they're in that type of space. This is how they're moving. This is how they're, they're rocking. And try to, you know, emulate that. Mm -hmm. It was a really weird road because I, I was just copying, pasting, but also trying to form my own way. And then eventually I kind of stopped. And I was like, this is way too, too much for me to, it's not, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling more comfortable acting that way. And mm -hmm. it wasn't, it really wasn't just for me. It wasn't for me because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, also trying to show this partner that this is who I am, but it's not who I am. If you, if you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So. Cause you're mimicking another per person's behavior in a relationship and that's not how you perhaps want to behave in a relationship of course. and it's like ooh, this this doesn't it's like putting on a jacket putting on a coat that's not yours mm. it fits but it's not your coat it's not your coat it's not your coat i like that i like that <laughs> you know so you know I'll, I'll even i'll hand it off to you how yeah. did you pull those examples where where did you go from there okay um hey guys <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was super tough for me. Yeah. I grew up around women, mm -hmm. um, dominant, strong women, all single. Mm. No one in a relationship. Um, the only male that was consistent in my life was my father. Mm -hmm. um, but I also saw no relationship with him. Like outside of my mother, um, they were not together um, by the time I became into consciousness. <laughs> um, so I didn't see their relationship together. I didn't see him with any other women or men. That was also a relationship. I didn't see my mom with anyone. I didn't see my grandmother with anyone. I didn't see half women in the church really with anyone. Oh, wow. um, I, I went to a, a co-ed grade school, but there were only five boys to okay. 19 girls. Or so, yeah. Yeah. So that was, there was really no relationships around that. Um, I mean, some, but not really. Then I slide into high school and it's all girl school. Oh, and I also should mention that I went to um, Christian camp. So they separated girls and boys. Yep. 
I went to Christian camp as well, so they did. So, yeah. so every summer, you know, I might have had five boys in my grade school, but every summer I just spent time with girls. So, you know, um, <laughs> didn't see a lot of relationships, didn't really know how to speak to guys. By the time I got to college, I'm sure I've said this before, it was very awkward, like being in a classroom with a male, even being taught by some guys because there weren't that many male teachers in my Catholic school. Right. There's a lot more female teachers. Right. Um, I mean, teachers, more female-led um, uh profession so you're gonna get more females anyways but um yeah so it was very very hard for me to know what it was to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. you know with anybody i really relied heavily on tv um the relationships that i held up like as gold were the cosby's um um uh, family matters what were they called what was their Uh, last names not Eddie Winslow. Carl. Carl Winslow's. The Winslow's. The Winslow's. Yeah. yeah. Carl Winslow's. Their relationship. Right. Um, so that those relationships that I kind of held up. Um, but they're old relationships. They were older. You right. know, that's not how young people are going to behave. So um, I had to lean on my friends. And really, really heavily, like, I scrutinized their relationships when they started to, like, be with the guy. Like, when, when we were in college, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I really was up close and personal. Because in grace, I mean, high school, I guess people were dating, but I didn't really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, high, in college, definitely saw it. So I was, like, you know... Face, yeah, hyper aware, face pressed against the glass, <laughs> like at a zoo. Ooh. Like, yeah, I want to see, like, how do you behave? How do you act? How do you flirt? Like, all those things I didn't really know. I wanted to see real time because, like you said, try to do what people did on TV. Was not um, working out. No working out. No, no, no. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Clueless, Buffy, Sabrina, Teenage Witch. These were the popular shows um, when I was younger. Couldn't do what they did. You know, sister, sister, to pull a black one, Moesha, hated the way she behaved, wasn't going to behave like that. So um, I was at a huge loss. Now, what I will say is when I started talking to my girlfriends in depth about their relationship, um, I didn't like a lot of the things that I heard. One thing in particular that seemed to come up around, um, come up a lot um, in various women or Mm -hmm. for various women were... Um, my boyfriend doesn't want me to drink with like without him being here. Mm. And yeah, so I heard that so often from so many different people in different races that I began to feel like, you know, perhaps relationships aren't for me if it's about like that type of control. Right. Because I, I you know, like yeah. I was ho- I, honestly, I'll be very honest i was horrified the first time i heard that because i was like what does that mean like what that seemed more like a parent than Mm -hmm. a a a partner Mm -hmm. and i wanted a partner like you can't tell me not to drink like i'm in college right that's that's the point you're at your (laughs) peak you're you're at a a different level of independence that you want to explore without any type of restriction and for someone to come around and give you an order an order yeah that you can't do this and that it, it there's like there's an internal conflict that you you come across to say well first of all i am my own person 
But second of all, who are you, you know, that to was, give yeah. yeah, to give me that order. That yeah. blew me away. Yeah. Um first time I heard it, like I laughed. I was like, So what are you supposed to do? And like, why did you come with me? And yeah, and then I then I started talking to other people and like other people were like, Oh yeah, you know, mine too, or whatever, whatever. And I was just like, hmm. You know, perhaps this isn't for me because this is what I want to do when mm -hmm. I go out. Um, no one's going to tell me not to do it. Not even my mother, right. because I feel I felt like I was being very responsible with my drinking and everything. So long as I was making in the class and doing well in them, I didn't see a problem with anything else I did outside of it. You know, man, the stories that you tell me about your drinking experiences <laughs> in college, you are an OG. <laughs> I you are no Marie you are a champion let no you are a champion let me give you your flowers right now on air you are a champion you are out here with the best of them holding your own taking names and chugging these beers cake standing you were yeah i wanted to have fun I, <laughs> you had your, you had fun, I had fun i had fun i went away with the sole purpose of to like really really enjoy myself i mean and i'm very happy that i did because boo you know like i can look back on that time and like really be like shit i did that you know i kind of feel like there were points when i i, I pulled back because i was going out too much right and you know so the i body wasn't keeping up with the, the body mind. wasn't keeping up with me <laughs> and i really like i'm sorry like marlon said i really felt like i i i went out there and i had fun and i prepared my you know i got it out of my system so by the time I was ready to come back to to the real world, <laughs> air quotes, and, and start working and stuff like that, like I'm like, well, I, you know, I did all that, yeah. you know, yeah. so I'm done. Kind yeah. of, I wasn't done, but you know, like I had done like that stuff, so right. like I could ease out of it, and I did, and I have, you know, like should I can't. I mean, I could do that, but it's definitely not going to be every weekend like it was, you know, so important to go out Friday and Saturday. <laughs> oh my God, it's so crazy. But yeah, um, so I said all that to say, I got a real negative taste in my mouth about relationships at an early age. And so I kind of disassociated myself with it. Like, well, if that's how that's going to be, then maybe that's not for me right now. Yeah. And perhaps that was the best thing for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but I do want us as a society to talk more to the younger people in our lives yeah. about relationships. Yes. Um, which is why we're doing this. Yeah, I, and I, I, I totally 100% agree because I feel as if I didn't have at least a few conversations on how to navigate mm -hmm. in regards to, and I'm being so strict about, like not strict, I'm being so real about this, about courting a woman properly, mm -hmm. about truly engaging them as a person and not a sexual object. Mm. You know, yeah. getting to know them on a friend level first and not really just seeing them as a desirable piece of property. Mm -hmm. You know, those types of things that I knew, but I fought against because of what was presented to me as a culture is like, this is what you need to do. And if you don't do this, you're not gonna be able to move forward and be accepted by an overall group. Yeah. I'm a person that 
I feel I thrive most in relationships. I'm not a, I, I'm not really strong in the serial dating world. I can do that. I can be single. I can be by myself. I can do that for several stretches of time. That's something I know for yes, a fact. Because you did it. Because I did it. Yes. But yes. when it when it was in those moments of me tapping in and looking at examples of, you know, what it really means to understand relationships or walk that world and do those things. I didn't have those examples and I'm not blaming anybody. It was just, it wasn't presented around me because that was just what society was kind of saying. Relationships ain't it. You're just out here to bang and move on. Mm -hmm. And that's not really what it's about. No. You know, we're here. That's on, not sustainable. Yeah, that's not sustainable. We're here on this planet to establish connections and to, you know, thrive with each other and grow with self and with partner. And if you are taught that early, you have so much possibilities of greatness coming out of you and coming out of your partner. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I wanted to really speak on that because a lot of folks want to say that they're good at relationships but not a lot of folks want to say how they got good at relationships yeah yeah and i i'm saying i'm still working on myself to be the best version of myself in this relationship for myself and for you because we are still ever evolving individuals every stage of our life you learn something new and also your feelings change about certain things True. You know, with the more information that you learn and the more experiences that you go through. Yeah, and you just, you change. There's things that I like now that I didn't like before. Of course. Um, like, openly did not like. You know, like, oh no, that's not for me. Yeah. And now it's like, mm, no, I, I really kind of like that. You yeah. know, um, complete, like, I've changed as a person. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I agree. I do feel like, we do need to be more open with each other about like how relationships work um, and honest mm -hmm. and um, also not afraid to like try things out, you know? Um, okay, well, this might not work for you. Like try this, you mm -hmm. know? And ugh, talking. I know we've said that so much. But you it really, really it, to, you really need to open your mouth. It, no one, I'm sorry. It's yeah. just the core of uh, almost every problem that you go through when you are in a relationship or getting to those stages in a relationship, talking is the ultimate solution for it. We cannot stress it enough. Because you never know. Because you don't you... know unless you say something. Yeah. So many people have breakdowns because they're sitting there letting their pride get in the way, letting their egos, which is in the same vein, yeah. but also letting their shame or fear, you know, get in the way or letting other people enter relationships, which is something that I let happen twice in my life. I let other people dictate how I'm supposed to navigate in this relationship. And it ended up blowing me up and blowing up in my face. Yeah. Where I looked like a complete dick. Oh. Sorry. And it wasn't what my intention was. And not to say that maybe at the time wherever where that I got that advice mom, it was in under ill intent no but sure it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the, it wasn't the advice that you needed it wasn't the advice that i needed and also it wasn't upright and it, to me it wasn't manly mm. and it's not like being macho or anything like that just being a man and saying hey you know what this is where i'm at this is how i've been i'm sorry that it, it had to go down that way and i apologize for those types of actions i wasn't man enough to do that mm-hmm and that's something that should be taught, especially to younger men, 
is when you are entering those stages, especially within your 23, 25, 28 range, you have to start speaking your truth. Mm -hmm about mm -hmm. how yes. you are feeling yes. in the relationship yes whether yes. you are uncomfortable whether you are not satisfied mm -hmm. whether you are angry about it whether you feel unheard a lot of those things need to be said especially for men because we are always quiet about our needs and not to discredit any woman to say that you guys don't have that as well but men it's are taught different. to be silent stone yes yes especially minority black right. men. We are taught to be quiet. Yes. We are taught to keep it internal. Yes. We are taught to you not show feelings. any type of angst of emotion that is negative. Mm -hmm. We can't be sad. We can't sit there and cry. We can't do those things. We can't express ourselves. So when you get into those relationships and you're asking for what you need out of it, you're not you're you're going unheard. Right. Cuz like you don't have any needs besides sex. Yeah. That's like you are you only, that's your only function. You're there to, you know, lift things up and put them down. <laughs> <laughs> that commercial? Yeah. <laughs> so, that was a good one. You know what I mean? So when it comes down to that, you got to be ready to have these conversations and talk. But also what examples you have out there of people doing that? You don't. You really don't. Unless you come from a family that is open in yes. that regards, then bless you. Yes, congrats. Because you are already you, 10 steps ahead of the game. Well, yes. Super, you'll, you'll probably really, all your relationships will probably be not great, but at least better than a lot of us. Um, and you might end up finding your person sooner because you learned early. You, from seeing things in your parents being open and honest. And, it could be same-sex parents or um, cis heterosexual parents, mm -hmm. whatever it is. If they're open and honest with you about like their relationship with each yep. other, how they got into it, how yep. how they feel like you should move in your own relationships, mm -hmm. and that includes friends as well. Of course. Ooh. And not even to say that the single parents can't do that as well, because a lot of times they may leave a, a bad yes. relationship and realize that by doing the communication oh, and doing the work on themselves, that they'll be able to step into the next relationship more in tune with how they should be and how they want their partner to be with them. Yes, sorry, so, I didn't mean to. No, that, that's just acknowledgement of how that. we navigate it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, I will say I was at a detriment because mm -hmm. I didn't see my mother with women like with with friendships mm. nor did i see her in a relationship mm. i only saw her as mother right and friend to me right so and and also my grandmother so i i really i was i was batting i was i was behind i was behind the curve and yeah. a lot of things and so i had to like figure things out for myself and ended up falling on my face a whole lot mm. a whole whole lot and i'm still trying to work on things and making sure that I prioritize my friendships and figuring out how that works as well as making sure that I prioritize our relationship and keep that going as well as my relationship with my mother and you know that juggle of being an adult yeah. with lots of relationships around you so it's tough um it has been tough it has been difficult I have leaned on you a lot when it comes to friendships because I um, I want what you have. Okay. Yeah. I want something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I will often say I have been very jealous of, of, yeah, your relationship with your friends. I mean, it's different. You know, I've known a lot of these people for since I was in the fifth grade. Which baffles me. It, it's it's it, beyond me that you can say that because it's like, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it really does. It, it takes me out. Like, it's like every time you say that, I'm like, what the fuck did I do wrong? I mean, it's not like I cursed any of these people out and like, you know, but this is, bridge. But, but this is one of the things that, you know, I've come to realize personally that people step into your life and, and out of your life for specific reasons. Okay. And it's nothing to do with how you are. It's how just the world is working with you. And Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really is. I've... I've come to a lot of spaces where I sit back and I reflect on the people that I've interacted with and in the space and the time that I was in, they were necessary to be there, you know? And when they depart, they depart and that's okay. If we reconnect, that's also okay. But for where I am in my life right now, those who are around me are there for that reason. And who's to say that, you know, in the next five to 10 years, we might shift gears and might not be in each other's life. That's also okay because I appreciate the space that we were in. And I appreciate the time that we had as friendship in that time, you know? Um, and it's not to say that, you know, it's a, it may sound like very dismissive and like, oh, why aren't you maintaining those friendships? I've learned to come to accept people for what they are when they show me who they are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, show you who they are in their actions. Yes. So if you're saying that, you know, you're baffled by that, it's just that, you know, people are showing you who they are and that's why they're probably not with you in this space and time. Yes. Okay. Okay. I and, that's, and that's just real. That's just real. That's just real. That's not telling them that they're, you know, well, some of them are bad people. I'll openly say it. Yeah, some fucking bad people. Um... <laughs> But it's just, you know who you are. You know what qualities you can bring to a friendship or a relationship. And I know you. And I know from our first date and our first conversation that you are a good person. You you definitely tapped in. There was something about you that I tapped into immediately. And it's just like, this is someone that I want around me a lot. And look at where we are right now. You know? All true. All true. I will say when you talk about that, I get it does like make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, yeah, you really changed my perception of myself. I guess I had, not I guess, I de- definitely did have a more negative perception of myself mm. prior to coming into, into this relationship. Because of various things. Right. Um, but yeah, you really do make me feel... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think sometimes I feel like I do things wrong. And that's why certain outcomes are... Certain outcomes. Outcomes. Uh-huh. Um, so, thank you. That was really nice. Of course. Of course. Well, what we're going to do in this moment is just take a quick commercial break. Come back, and then we're going to give you our hot takes and talk a little bit more about what examples, mm-hmm. word vomit, <laughs> um, that we have kind of come into what we used for marriage. Yes. So keep it locked. Stay tuned. See you in a bit.
Alright folks, we're back in it. And you know, let's just tap in a little bit more on you know this whole finding examples. Okay. And let's focus in on marriage. Marriage and the examples of marriage that we started to look for when we started to think about our own and getting into that space. You know, for me personally, I didn't think I was going to be in that marriage space. And I actually I think I have said this before, it was my last relationship where that thought even came into my mind. And to to that credit, I was in a place with that person that they had a two-parent household. And they were in marriage and they were in marriage for long term. And I kind of seed, you know, I kind of seen that dynamic between them. And I started to think, okay. This is a dynamic that I can appreciate. Even though I said, you know, previous before the break that I definitely said I thrive more in relationships, it was longevity, but never thinking about marriage in that eternity kind of sense. You know? Right. I understand. So, you know, after that, I kind of was starting to get into the headspace like, is marriage for me? Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of internal conversations with myself and thinking that, could I be a good husband? Did I have the tools to be a good husband? Was there parts of me that I still needed to work on for me to be a good husband? But I'll say that there is no checklist or qualification that you need to have to be a good husband. There is just an instinct. An instinct. There is an instinct. And I think anybody that has been in marriage and know what marriage really is can agree that there is an instinct that you have and i'm speaking to only the husband's side Uh of wanting to be with your wife to wanting to have that sense of partnership with your wife or with your husband or partner or whoever you're choosing it's it's just a it's a very Finding words is not easy because it really is. The instinct is the really word I can hone in on. Could you also say that maybe like a switch? Yeah. It's like a switch goes it's off. It's like a switch goes off. Yeah. yeah I th- that's a great way to say it. I it's like a switch goes off. It's like you're in a relationship. You're, you're, you're fine with relationships or fine with being single. Mm-hmm. And then you meet someone and a switch goes on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you... I can see longevity with and you I'm going to <sighs> make the effort to try to um, combine lives with this person yeah. yeah, and do you know and really listen to this person when I've upset them versus like oh well I don't care you know yeah. like I, I upset you you know really try to um, mel- meld lives together. The, I will say definitely it was a switch went off for me. Um, I was okay with being in a relationship. I was more comfortable being single. Yeah. I will openly say that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of my friends were more comfortable with me being single as Ooh. well. Mom as well. <laughs> um, a lot. I mean, because I mean, yeah. I really I, I identified. I was a single friend. I was a single friend. So when we met, 
and things got more serious, I realized, like, hmm, I kind of want to keep you around. So I'm going to start to adjust myself in the way I speak to you. I'm actually going to listen more when you talk. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to try to do things that you like because I want you to like me more. Mm -hmm. And I want to, you know, I want this relationship to keep moving. So effort. There was a switch where I wasn't, I was putting effort in. But then it would pay, became like, oh, no, I'm really going to put a lot of effort into being with this person and pleasing him because I want this to keep going. I care about it. That's what I'm trying to say. I suddenly care. What examples from other places that I use for this marriage, my behavior in this marriage, I'm going to say I did pull a little bit from TV at this point in age yeah things were a little bit more realistic um there was more reality shows right um and i can't remember i'm trying to i'm okay um this perhaps is uh i'm separating the actor from the television show I, i keep circling back to the cosby's yeah because i saw a real friendship there hmm and I liked that. They mm-hmm. still really had fun with each other, even in their older age. Right. And I wanted that. Yeah. I wanted to strive for that. Yeah. So um, I take that and I add in um, a little bit of um, Full House and a little bit of shit. What's another show? So, oh, I'm sorry. A soap proper. I watch a lot of that. A little bit of soap property. And I tried to jam it all together and copy and paste it to how I behaved with you. Now, of course, some of this, a lot of this stuff is over dramatized. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I will also say um, Meg Ryan and, and um, what's that other white guy's name? Shit. Okay, you got mail. What's okay. Tom Hanks? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I like their pairing in both You Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. So that was another example of a, I would say, strong relationship that I liked. Okay. So I, this is all I was aiming for. I wanted us to be partners. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, no one's a parent. And I wanted us to be friends. That was important to me. That was very important to me. Also because I really liked you like you mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. outside of the physical and outside of yeah outside of the physical so I wanted to feed that and make that grow as well as the romantic side and feed that and make that grow now with the romantic side really didn't have that many um, examples to pull from on TV Um, So in that case, it really came down to us talking and us watching stuff on television um, to build that part of us up. Yeah. And yeah, basically a lot of us talking. Yeah. A lot. A lot of our relationship was built on just dialogue, Um, especially when it started to transfer into, hey, are we thinking about walking down the aisle together? It was it was something that I was apprehensive to do because the last time I got into that headspace, my relationship kind of hit the drain fast. 
Um, so there was fear in me that if I were to get into this, is this something that I am going to commit to? Mm. And I was ultimately brought to peace because when we have that conversation about marriage and future and kids and things like that, it it's, it was a synced dialogue. We were kind of in the same headspace of fear. We were kind of in the same headspace of how many kids we wanted. We were kind of in this head, headspace of what we both wanted in the marriage to feed each other and to make it grow. Um, and that was different from the last one. Yeah. And it was very reassuring to say that you were, I don't know if you even remember saying this to me, you like, yeah, I am very unsure with marriage, but I'm not unsure with you. No, I don't remember saying that, but it does sound like something I would say. Yeah. And when you said that to me, that kind of like put me a lot at ease that we can just navigate this together and whatever bumps in the road that come down to it, it's fine because you're not going to be doing it by yourself. And once, and, and you see this on social media more so now, but this is, statement is really true. Really, all men are looking for is peace. And when you find somebody that brings you peace, it is very, very, very hard to say, oh yeah, I'm just gonna walk away from it. You are never gonna do that. You are gonna fight tooth and nail to keep that and you're gonna walk the unknown with them regardless because there is a sense of peace within that person. So all of that really tuned me in to say, okay, you know what? This may not have worked out with the last person, but this is not the last person. This is someone brand new. The feelings that you have are gonna to be totally different walking into this and you can get into that headspace about marriage because of this person. Yes, so. I agree. Um, the marriage thing definitely didn't see that as a feature of mine. Um, I kind of let that go. Um, I don't, I don't want to say completely let that go, but it wasn't an aim. Like it wasn't like every relationship. I was like, gonna get married. I'm, I'm gonna give a, a a reference that you just might not like, but mm -hmm. Charlotte York on Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. Every single many I would even say her many relationships like small mm -hmm. lasted less than three months she was like thinking about monogrammed towels mm. and place settings and mm -hmm. stuff like that like everything she was like marriage 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 and honestly not every guy was for her absolutely not right. even you know she would look at their pedigrees and blah 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 and their families and this and that and it was like none of it worked yeah. none of it worked because they weren't hers they weren't for her um and i tried to i also took a oh god i would watch that that show a lot and i that you know what sex in the city helped me with some dating okay it really did um it helped me realize that like not every relationship is going to end in marriage and that was not a bad thing right. but tools you know you needed this okay you learned something from each person you know, you either learn something about you or you learn, you learn something about the opposite sex. 
and you use that information as you move on mm -hmm. and it helps you grow as a person and it is going to also help you, you know, satisfy the next person even more. You know, you learn what you did wrong, you know, or you learn what you did not like. So that I would say that show was another great um, catalyst. It really did help. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can summarize this conversation by saying the examples that you pull from truly edit them and make sure they work for you. And if you're even considering marriage in your future, if that's something that you want to walk down, trust your gut. The instinct truly is there. It is. And the person that you're thinking about doing with, doing that with, if you feel that their vibe is the same, have that dialogue. Talk about it and truly talk about it. And I say to Marie here that she did something that I really wasn't thinking that was necessary, but I'm glad I did it. If you're ever getting into that headspace about it, couples therapy, speaking to a counselor, getting past a certain layer to see if this really is for you. You can have that instinct, but when you have the dialogue and peel back what the work that you're gonna need to do to maintain that, sometimes that instinct is gone. Oh boy. And you're, yeah. you realize that it may not be for you. Mm -hmm. So openly get into the habit, getting the premarital counseling, do it. All it helps. is key. Yeah. It is really key because that will give you a lot of teaching tools, a lot of talking tools, building blocks, whatever phrase that you want to use to step in into it the right way. Now, the future is the future. You don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. You may not you may not end up, you know, with that same person, but at least you know you took it you're taking the steps to do for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. To take the steps. Take I, the steps. I agree. I totally agree with that. Um definitely the marriage the, the counseling, couples counseling, marriage counseling, all important tools. Because again, we're all operating underneath like very ho Hollywood style yeah. guises, yeah. and real life is absolutely not like not that. even close. Yeah, so do what you got to do to to open up with your partner um, and have more um, dialogue, uh, honest dialogue with each other, and learn and grow together, just like we are. Constantly in the growth process, and I am not ready to leave that anytime soon. So, Same. on that note, we are going to switch gears to those who are in relationships and need more counseling. We're going to talk about a couple of shows that we know that we've spoken about a couple yeah. seasons. This juicy part of yeah. the episode. Uh, ready to, to love and put a <laughs> ring on it, and a little bit of the sex, love, and goop. Yes. Uh, we're going to start on Ready to Love. We didn't get to talk about it, I think, in two episodes or so, but we are now getting to the final stages of mm -hmm, these relationships. Mm -hmm. It is turning into those who need to make those choices, and I'm going to say up front this season, I only see one couple with their natural connection. The rest yes. of them are kind of like... Still mm, um, riding the fence. Still riding the fence. And I don't see a natural on-screen chemistry that I would think to see, but, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we're not them. Exactly. Uh, for those who may have tuned into Ready to Love based off of us, thanks. Yes. <laughs> um, there are two people on there that I say Joy and Clifton off the bat. I think off those two ride each other's energy quite well. They do bounce on each other. And it does remind 
me they remind of us yes a little bit just in that i'm gonna run around and be stupid with you yeah and that's fun the fun is there uh there are people in the show that are saying that they are narrowing down the relationships but i don't see the chemistry or that that natural click with them and that is i think that's also what's making these people a little wary as well yeah they're not feeling that that click um, yeah. okay well the we'll say this last episode they went on a retreat yes. if you will I'm gonna say a retreat so. um so they were in a, um they were all together in a house for two dates um joy and clifton yep. were all cutesy cutesy onesied up mm -hmm. so clearly planning was involved right and um we really got to see them vibe off of each other and then we also got i saw joy like also still walking around talking to some of the other guys yeah. but there was kind of like a um, snapback mm -hmm. which i think everybody felt i think though personally speaking seeing them and how they vibed so well together for a few hours at a time um congested really probably threw a lot of the other women off because they aren't that they're not at that level yet with any of the other guys and i think that is probably gonna be the thing that really like they might not say that at all to themselves or even to us when we do when they do the reunion but i think that's this is this past episode is what really is gonna like rock a lot of people yeah because they're there already mm -hmm. and i would say this is the appropriate time yes. for them to be there yes, yes 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 um but these women are not feeling like that about anyone else yeah i don't even think the one woman who also likes clifton is even in that space with clifton yet. no he's not so no, no. So it was no. almost like, what the, like, why are you so, well, then she kind of did fall back at the, the woman table. Table. table, you know, like, oh, I'm really glad that, you know, you and him are like that. Like, you know, if it's, if it can't be me, I'm glad it's you, right. blah, blah, like, you know, you're not there. You're not there with it. I'm really surprised that even Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, she was the one that was a high pick out of all the guys. Uh, very much such so. A, for very, so very. Many yes. Weeks. Yes. She had like at least four to five yes. different men saying that they appreciated her, her vibe right. and everything like that. And then now it's just like they, they all speaking in the uncertainty about right. her. Yeah. And she's also speaking about the uncertainty about all them, of them. Yeah. which is weird because, you know, as all, as all people know, for men, when we have the intent to seek out somebody, there is intent. We do push forward. We do speak our minds and say, you know, I'm interested in you and things like that. But the reciprocation has to come in when those when those feelings are said. And if they're not said clearly, then, you know, the guy is going to start to look, you know, to the left and then look to the right. And I think for oh, her, sure. she set her claims a little. I, me, personally, I think she set her claims a little too early. Okay. Okay. That stupid truth or dare thing. Yeah, I think really from that moment she up. said her claims a little too early because if you map out how it played out after the fact, yeah, the I can't remember his name right now. Tori. No. No. Uh, you, um, the guy with the long dreadlocks. No, 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 no. Tori is yes, but um, Demetrius, I think. Demetrius. Yeah, Demetrius. Yeah. He kind of pivoted a little bit to say he didn't want the press so early yes 
you know, he was he was appreciative of the press, but he didn't want it so early. Mm. And then when they had the dialogue of them meeting the best friend to kind of get insight, she kind of hit that flip so quick because he was saying things that were very like authoritarian that she did not agree with. No. Whereas Tori was kind of like, I will give you that space to be you, but also I can have the opportunity to lead. But the feelings were already broken because, yeah, because she, of that. Yeah, she staked her claim too early. Yeah. And then by then, him retreating into himself because he thought the vibe was pure. Made he, her feel like, but she tried, okay, she did meet yes, up with him after yes, that. And yes. she did try to be like, all right, you know, that was a little bit much. I still am interested in you, and he still retreated because yeah. he felt this type of way. Yeah, his, I mean, come on. The ego was hurt. It was a little bruised. It was a public situation, and it was more like, oh, snap, you know, yeah. kind of like, oh, that means you ain't shit. So once that happens, it's kind of like, like, well, right, then I, th- there's no dog in the race. Yeah, even though she said it. Yeah, it's regardless of how the after effect, your initial intention to show mm. appreciation to your number one as i air quote that yeah you you are gonna feel lesser than and you're gonna start to see if someone feels that you are their number one okay i will give you that i will give you that this this is why dating in a group setting is very very it's very hard it's very difficult more people are involved more emotions are involved Mm -hmm. and then it's very much a public display of can you can you juggle can you juggle and it's hard and i think this season i feel like a lot of people can't juggle i think this season in particular there are a lot of pacing issues with the the couples yeah and some people are starting to be like damn i need to catch up and i need to do more whereas you know this is what boils down to anybody in a dating world have multiple options and multiple opportunities but just saying hey i like you for this or i like you for that gives another sense of security for these people yes yes and they would it would be beneficial to them if they were to say that up front and forward mm. versus kind of letting these, you know, women and, and men kind of step over them. Speak for yourself. You signed up for this opportunity in this platform to, to do exactly that. So speak up for yourself. You know, by time you sit there and fall back into your own self, you lose the opportunity to find maybe the love of your life. Yes. Or you're a yes. forever person. Or for, yeah. You know, yeah. even though, unfortunately, to say, you know, the, the track record of this show. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. You know, hasn't been always successful. I understand the method behind the show. I do. I still believe that the method behind the show makes sense. I agree. You know, even though sometimes when we see it after the fact, it's, you know, four months or five months or six months later, some of these relationships that we've been rooting for in the show fizzle out, the intent of what it was at the beginning still stands. Exactly. And you know, fuck it, you know, The Bachelor is way worse. And they are on season 101. So I feel yes, like this yeah. this is a way better system. Yeah. Um. I I do have I do take issue with how quickly they chop off people. I do feel like there's some weeks that it's like I don't really think anyone needs to go right now. Yeah, I think perhaps they that, need yeah. an, need another week, yeah. especially with motherfuckers um taking themselves out. Yeah. Like the self elimination has gotten really big over the past two really seasons. Really big over the past two yeah, seasons. Yeah. Like, they will be like, nope, I'm out. And there were a few. There were there were only that this last ep- this last season. So not the season that we're talking about. The previous season. The there were only there was one 
self-elimination, self-elimination that I completely agreed with. Uh-huh. And that's that chocolate girl mm-hmm. that left when no one was interested in her guy anymore right. because she staked claims so early. Yes. That was the one that I was like, yes, leave with him. And I feel like there was one on season one mm-hmm. that I thought that she should have left with him and she did not. And then she ended up not really finding anybody. Right. Um, and it was, and I really do feel like because her top choice left. Yeah. And she kind of like, like flailed out there for a little bit and tried to like grasp onto someone else, but she wasn't really feeling anyone else. And in that case, like, I do feel like as we get down to the nitty gritty, as we get down to the end, when your top choice does leave, perhaps you should be like, okay, well then me and him are just going to go and try to work it out because I really like him and yeah. he you, none of you else like him. That doesn't mean he's not ready to love. It just means that we are on a show and we need to eliminate somebody so we're going to eliminate him. Right. You know? Right. I think a great segue for that if they choose to in, uh, um, incorporate this type of rule and hear me out on this and see if you agree or disagree. It would be nice for them if you have a top choice and your top choice is being eliminated, you be the person to deliver that news and give them the option. If I were to say to you mm-hmm. that I want to continue this journey with you outside of this process, will you go with me? Yes. If that choice, if, if that you give them be, that yes, choice yes, and yes. they say yes, boom, that's it. You got one and one, that's it. They That's the success of your show. Yes. That would I do work. think that would absolutely work. I think that they, they, yeah, they could even call it a cute, like, no. They could give it a cute name. And um, basically, those that couple could also come back towards the end. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's at the, like, the last episode, mm-hmm. when they have a whole little party thing. Oh, 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 oh. And then they, like, you know, all choose each other. Right, right, right. That person can come back. Okay. And I feel like they can do like the big like choosing. Got you. Know? you. Got We've been you. together like you know officially on TV. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Be you know mm-hmm. come out as a couple. I think that that would be cute. That, I mean that yeah, and it would work. It would work because it has happened each season. So yeah. I do think that perhaps Tommy should do, should yeah think about doing that. Also, like I said, I don't know if I said this. Yeah, I, did, I probably did say this. Um, couples therapy. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we wrap up with a little, you know, ready to love segment, who do you feel right now oh, gosh. in this space? Besi- and I'm going to say besides Joy and Clifton. Okay. Do you see anybody choosing anybody? Yes. Um, I do see Sabrina and... Demetrius. Demetrius. Uh-huh. Um, eventually, yeah, choosing each other. Okay. Um, now, how long that's going to work out? I'm a little less like enthused about it. Okay. Um, just basically, and a, a lot of it has to do with his friend and what his friend said about him. Mm. And it really did worry me because um, a lot of those, that type of like, he, he should have picked up on her like stiffness, how mm-hmm. she stiffened up about it and said like, oh no, I don't mean, you know, dominating like that, mm-hmm. but like, you know, like this and like this. But then again, shit, he, he, 
he could have meant it exactly the way he said it. Yeah. And that case is like, you really didn't give off that vibe because if you had done that, she would have fell back a long time ago. Right. So like, why aren't you being honest about that? Right. You know, because that's that's a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. You're going to run into a lot of problems. Yeah. Because you know? when it comes down to partnership and who takes the lead on what and where... You know, when you get into any type of conflict or disagreement, that type of personality rears its yeah. head, and then sometimes it's not the best representation. Yes, especially so, if you you it. with a girl or excuse me, you're with a woman who's not about that. Some women are really about that. They want they want a dominant man. They want to be led, and there's not a thing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with that. You just have to speak that and and make sure that you get someone who's cool with that that that's my only thing make sure that you're honest with yourself and what you want and honest with the person with what you want because otherwise like shit's not gonna work yep. you're not gonna be happy a person's not gonna be happy but who the fuck wants to be around two unhappy people <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> nobody no and you're going to believe it so yep. yeah um stay tuned guys we're gonna keep watching this um yeah we love this show yeah so Put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. Came uh, back. Came back. We were uh, very excited about that show coming back when we saw it on our Dr. Um, Nicole. list. We were like, yes, hit play. Um, very interesting concept. Um, again, they take four couples or three couples, um, and it's cis gender couples. Yep. Um, each um, person, man and female, go on dates with other people week to week. Um, sometimes they can go on the same, they can go on a date with the same people if they want to keep dating the same person or they could switch it out. Um, they are picking people based on that person's likes, dislikes, whatever, whatever. Um, and throughout this whole experience of dating other people to see basically what other fish are out in the sea, they are going on weekly, um, group therapies with Dr. Nicole and then they also get side therapy with Dr. Nicole as need be. Yeah. Um, we get to see these people at home and in the therapy session and let's discuss. So um, we got three couples this week. This yeah. Sorry, this season. Mm -hmm. um, they all are, I would say baby couples because yeah. the relationships have only been three years. Someone's yeah. almost at four years but three years um, in a cisgender relationship is three years. <laughs> I'm not okay. I did. I immediately said I said to you know Marie when we started watching it because I'm like okay, three years you're still navigating a lot of new water. Yeah, you shouldn't be giving I, anyone an ultimatum. I'm trying. Years. I'm trying to be respectful of the space that they're in and what their levels are. But I, me personally, if you're in a relationship for three years, you're still fairly new. Yeah. You know, you don't even know if long term is what you're going to be getting into. If you're talking four. If you're talking five, yeah, now yeah. I get it. At, I understand. At like you said to me, at the three-year mark, if you haven't already made up your mind that like, okay, this is someone that, okay, you've got to three years and you're still in it, that means that there's something there. Right. If once you hit four years, if you don't know by then that you want to get married, then start talking, mm -hmm. and perhaps if it if it's like you don't want to get married period or if it's not if it's you don't want to get married to them mm -hmm. you should know by then so they're in that crux of like okay we were still like each other for whatever reason we'll get to that with one couple right um but what is it that's stopping them from being cool with marriage um i'm gonna say 
personally speaking, I see a lot of toxic masculinity in every relationship. Yeah. And that that bothers me. Because I, I kind of liked season one mm. in particular because I would say there was a toxic femininity. Okay. And you really, you rarely see that. Okay. Like that late, that girl, I can't even remember her name, but like when she said that him and his son could go to an Airbnb. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, when I say I hit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? If he's still with her, go off, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> That's my son. Like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> it was cra- it was crazy. It was crazy to me. But yes, this season I'm seeing a lot of toxic masculinity, masculinity, and we'll okay. Well, let's get into it. I can't shoot. We shouldn't Which have one? the couple's names. No, no, I, I can't remember. Okay, tall, um, short and tall. Um, shorty and Kenneth, Keith. Yeah, Keith, oh, Keith. Keith, Keith. Okay. He, okay, it started off where she was seemed to really come down on him about finances and where he was in his life, and yeah. that seemed a little harsh mm-hmm. during that first episode with them introducing themselves and yeah. what they had issues within their relationship. Yeah. Um, but when after she went on her date and after they had the group session, we found out that he took her phone and had it for not just like it a seemed, minute it seemed like a, a over day. a day it seemed like he had her phone for over a day yeah and he like screenshotted stuff and sent it to him and although that's a huge invasion of privacy and crazy wrong then we find out that he's also like gone onto her company's website and like badmouthed her which I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but I know I've said this to Marlon. One thing I will never do is get in between you and making money. To the point that we were watching another show, totally not a relationship show, uh, another completely different show. And um, the husband kind of got upset about the wife going someplace and doing stuff, stuff with the new baby. And I looked at you and I, I said, like, I wouldn't have bothered you. I would have reached out to your friends, your family, you know, anyone. I would not have messed with you during that time because it's work. Right. You have to do work because you have to be able to sustain yourself and not just yourself, me and this new person. Right. Regardless, you know, never, ever would do that. So... When I found out that when she said that he did that, I we both voted at each other and we were like, how are they still together? Yeah. Like, how? How? That is <laughs> levels of disrespect that just, it, it, it's it's so... Crazy. It's Huge. crazy. <laughs> it's, it's very, very raw because it's like you, you decided to breach trust and breach tri- a privacy yeah. in me and in, in, in front of me. Yeah. Right? What are you doing... When I'm asleep. Yeah. What are you doing when I'm not around? You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there is just a level of, like... Are you going into my private Yeah. There's just a it? level there that you're just not... Like, it doesn't It doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good. He openly admit his wrongdoings. Definitely did. But you also... You also... He, she gave examples of it happening in the past. So I'm it's like, you have a bitch... You crossed the line several times. 
Yeah. And she's taking you back several times. Habitual lying process. Yeah, that's more than what any person is comfortable with. So bless her on her patience. But I would be a little concerned because now you're telling me, and even after the fact she had mentioned in the car, to make me feel like in a safe space of being dis, you know, after being disrespected so blatantly and my privacy broken, can you delete them in front of me? Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah. He said, no. I was like, yo, at that point, guess what's happening? You about to get the clap, 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 because that's just wrong. Yeah. That's just wrong, wrong. Yeah. I was like, so yeah. That, yeah. that in and of itself is just a different level of like, why are we even entertaining you? Because no, no person that I would know conscious enough where you know love don't mean that Mm-mm. that's not love Mm-mm. that's fear mm-hmm. that's fear that's and that's crazy fear. you trying to establish a level of control yeah that should never be involved in a relationship Mm-mm. because that's breaking away from what the intent of this relationship is absolutely so that's just take it away absolutely take absolutely away. yeah um or, yeah they need um i hope they get their own I'm, i mean every couple gets it but i can't wait to when they get their own side um therapy session yeah therapy yeah. session yeah um moving on to cisco no cisco. Wait, what the shit the guy with the medallion alfonso alfonso yes sorry i don't know why i said cisco okay yeah that all right, I see that relationship as two things. Yes. There is when the public persona wants to be a part of the private persona. Yes. And the private persona is very fearful of what the public persona will do. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. a good, that's a very good, yeah, kind of because summary the way they portray themselves in the public is a very just like we are a lavish well-established power couple mm-hmm. outgoing and, yes, pretty you yeah. know just very dominant that's always cool that's cool great that's cool. yeah Not we want to see that their private couple what we're seeing so far is someone that wants to be grounded wants to have family wants to have intimacy wants to just be in their space and flourishing and it is not it's not happening it's not because i i feel like alfonso is scared of integrating her too much Mm -hmm. because she may not see her long term i do feel yes boom nail on head because we'll give example um during their first group session um the woman's like, well, whatever. She mentioned that Alfonso went on a family um, vacation, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And they weren't in the, as I, I guess maybe it was maybe they were being dating a year or so mm-hmm. when it happened. So mm-hmm. she wasn't invited. It was right. just a family vacation, which yep. happens fine. Um, and then she finds out that now it, his um, ex-wife or ex-girlfriend Whatever the mother name. of his children yes was invited to this family vacation yes and she did not a know that was happening and nor was she invited um and so she took that as a slight as i believe it was and as anyone would yeah. and he kind of still is laughing it off as like it's not a big deal um we talked about it 
and that should be that. Um, also, apparently, like he never really properly um, introduced. introduced. Thank you. Introduced her to his mother, and it was came out that his mother does feel some type of um, bond with the previous, right. which is just like ooh, knife and back, not good, not good, not good. And I want to speak on that a little bit because a lot of people get might be in those situations currently as when you break up mm-hmm. with especially when kids are involved mm. or you have long-term relationships you're also separating the families from those people and i i think a lot of times the person that's involved in that breakup doesn't necessarily talk to the family about how to perform or act after the breakup mm. you know and yeah. i and that should happen more yeah. That really should happen more because for any new person that comes in, there's going to be a lot of work for them to do to get to a good, comfortable level with the family. And having the ghost of boyfriend or girlfriend's yeah. past never helps anybody. No. Never helps it's anybody. It's not fair. It's not person. fair to them because they never act to the situation. They're, yeah. they're saying that I see something in your son or daughter that I appreciate and I with that I would love to get to know you more and for right. you to kind of backhand them and say no I want to keep the ex they broke up for a reason yeah and you have to respect the reason that they broke up and that means also staying away for a while yes you may come to a better place where you like okay as people we can interact but at the stage when it happens communication no mm-hmm that's it. Absolutely. All it, It's going to filter through the person that handles the breakup if there's any kids involved. And that's it. You don't reach out to them. They, you don't re- they don't reach out to you. Let it breathe for a while. Yes. Yes. Respect the process. Respect the space. And I don't think he had that conversation with the family or with his mom to set that level of boundary for her to come in and at least try. Right. Right. It does. That does suck. That does suck. And I do feel like he's old. He's kind of a yeah, big he, age. Yeah, he sees not have to, done that. But remember, remember, this is something that is very particular, especially with sons and mothers. Mm. Oh okay, my gosh. you can't break those type of rules. You don't want to talk back or adjust. It's a very, you know, monarch patriarch kind of thing. You kind of have to come to the altar, altar with a sacrifice. sacrifice. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Sacrifice is his new girlfriend. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> like, it's not, it's not an easy conversation, but you know, that's another thing where the family dynamic has been set so long. You don't know, you don't know how to navigate or break that. And, it, and that's, it's a risky move to make, but for someone you love, you got to take those risks. Yes. And, and he's, he's not there yet. No, he's not there yet. You may be right that he's not seeing her as future, future. And that, that sucks. But in that case, you know what? You got to, wh- what do we say always? Talk. You need oh. to say the person. And then also let them be, be man enough to let this person go. Yeah. You know? Cause it's like, okay, you're cool. You're beautiful. We, everything else works great. But you want a family. Right. I kind of already have one. Yep. Maybe I don't want a new one. Maybe I just want to be with someone who wants to integrate their family with my family, you know? Or maybe I just want to be single. Yeah. You know? And that's fine. All those things are fine. You just shouldn't, you know, pull someone along. Okay. More Last, to come. Yeah, more to come. The, oh, and we should also say that this, this, these two, they're not going to go on a date this next week. There's been two episodes. 
um, so third episode, neither one of them are going to go on a date and they're going to have a private um, conversation with Dr. We'll see. Paul. We'll so see how that plays we'll out. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. The third couple, I can't remember their names at this particular moment because, you know, it's just... We're in the thralls of just watching and just receiving the information. And it's only been two episodes. It's only been so two episodes. Break. Forgive us. Forgive <laughs> us. Um, their dynamic, I'm going to ultimately say it's very man's man mm-hmm. meets woman's woman. Mm-hmm. And they just don't have that dialogue yet. Right. That's really the, the base of what I see. And Although he is definitely openly said he he's the dominant he wants to lead mm-hmm. she's also said that she doesn't necessarily like that quality in him it's two alphas yeah it's two alphas talking two to each alphas other alphas is not gonna work it's two alphas talking to each other that's really what i see it's just two alphas talking to each other and it's it's a rough rough road because anytime two alphas get into those things it it, it blows up yeah where you say one word you say one phrase and it's just like oh yeah I can match your petty any day, any of, the day week. of the week. Yeah, so I'm I'm fearful. I'm fearful of that. I'm fearful show. of these guys because I don't see it lasting throughout the show. Also, I don't care what he said on the second episode, he dead ass meant she was dirty because of the date. Yeah, that I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna explain that yeah. episode because I feel that was definitely a full blown level of disrespect to the yeah. woman. And she kind of took it on the chin to move on. Mm-hmm. But I'm good. sorry. She, that, which, yeah, yeah. No. She clearly you, does you that a lot. You called your girlfriend dirty. Yeah. You called her less than. Yeah. You we totally all heard it. told her that she was less than. Yeah. I'm not with that shit. Yeah. Not because at all. So I won't even date. give you airtime to explain that. No. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. Not cool. Not cool. So definitely huge red flag. Definitely something we're going to watch moving forward and and see how the dynamic, you know, if he falls back with, I mean, the whole point of this exercise is to go on dates. You could go on a different um, show and and figure out your relationship that way. But you chose this one. So, yeah. And lastly, Sex, Love and Goop. Ah, yes. We just watched an episode where we were introduced to two other couples. Mm-hmm. Um, the same-sex couple and the older, older couple. Yeah. Um, and we got a lot more information about intimacy mm-hmm. and how moving past, like, your brain and what your brain is telling you is attractive mm-hmm. and you know who is that person you know like why do i think that this is unattractive it doesn't necessarily look unattractive to me when i look in the mirror mm-hmm. um and we got another like little peek into um older sex and older love and how yes in our 70s, or sorry, in our 60s, we want to still do this. We want yep. to still be together. We want to still be sex, uh, sex, still be having sex. We are Sexy. sexual. <laughs> we are a sexual, um, sexual. Um, it doesn't stop. Being. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't stop. And how do we keep that going in that age group? I thought, I found very, very exciting, very interesting. Um, and I feel like I want to learn more. And I'm also, like, really impressed with that dude. He's like, yeah, let's have sex. (laughs) And it's like, great. Yes, you want that. And really, we are so focused on youth and and at least American society um, that we don't really think about that time in our life. But um, I'm glad that that, that's being shown here. Um, And as for the same-sex couple, 
I feel you. I see you because, um, I, like we, I said earlier, I went to, I had a fairly religious upbringing, Mm -hmm. um, masturbation and sex were frowned upon, I will say. Um, so in porn as well. Mm -hmm. So it has taken me a lot to push past those negative thoughts in my own head. Um, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes when we are together, I don't want to say I think I'm doing something wrong, but it does feel weird sometimes. So I would say when we're we navigating. first start. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still constantly navigating and we shift in our body images as we get older and what we're confident with, what we want to allow and what we don't want to allow anymore. And it's a constant changing thing. You know, things are getting grayer. Mm-hmm. You know, the gravity is taking over. Yes. You know, you know, it's just, I'm just saying, it's just a realistic thing. You know how your body feels when it was in its certain age and what it feels like now. That's just reality. Yeah. And it's up to us to maintain that to the best of our ability. But time is time. And we have to adjust with our intimacy as we change with our body. Yes. And the comfort level is something that constantly is growing, you know. One day you may feel like, okay, I'm on my 10, I'm on my, you know, top tier and you're, you know, busting it out and doing a shooting the club up and all that. And next day you might not feel so great because you had one too many and you're kind of feeling sluggish and roughed up. So it's, it's a constant flux. And the beauty about what this show is showing Mm -hmm. is that you can still have that flux of not being so great but you can still have great sex yes you know what i mean and that's something that a lot of people aren't taught they're supposed to feel like it's basically depicted that you need to be at your top tier all the time right and that's un- impossible that's impo- impossible yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so i valued this episode in particular because it's showing you when you're with your partner the flaws don't stop it's working with your partner through the flaws mm-hmm. that gets you to where you want to be. Right, right, right. And you just, you want to also enjoy this. It's not just for your partner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Very true. Oh, yes. Is that it? That's perfect. That's it. That's it. We're going to keep watching and we'll keep learning and, 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 and talking about it. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest with you, we've had different conversations like that because we both had moments in our relationship where we were like, yo, we feel it fluffy. Yes. yes. And when we was doing it, the fluff was cut touching each other. Mm-hmm. And nah, also I feel like we were on a, like a full stomach too. Yeah. No more. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. saying it's just reality. This is what it is. Yeah. So, you know, it's a constant change and I'm glad that, you know, we can work through it today. And that boils down to talking to each other. Mm-hmm. It's really what it is, man. I can't get any simpler than that. So that is going to do it for our show. Yes. We appreciate you guys sitting down and taking a listen. As always, please follow us on social media. It's on our radar on Instagram. And on on Twitter, I'm sorry, at <laughs> It's On Our Radar. <laughs> and if you have a question, comment. Please email us at It's On Our Radar at gmail.com. We would, be, we would love, love, love to hear your comments, your feedback. DM us, email yeah. us. Tweet us. Let tweet us. Yes, yes. Let us know. Let us know. Um, we'll keep giving you guys intelligent, loving content. Mm. I like that. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you dropping that gem. 
Now, as always, we are editing the episode in positivity. That is the goal. Um, so today's quote is be gentle with yourself. Whatever you did today was good enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, guys, as always, I am Marlon. And I'm Marie. And you've been listening to On Our Radar. We will see you guys next time. Have a good week.